This podcast is brought to you by Visit Bucks County, which promotes travel to Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Ideally located just 25 miles from Philadelphia and 75 miles from New York City, Bucks County offers scenic countryside, outdoor adventure, historic parks, downtown charm, miles of gardens and vineyards, and award-winning dining and accommodations. Plan your getaway now at visitbuckscounty.com. I'm Brooke Hillman, and this is From the Locals, our podcast that explores the people, the places, and the experiences that make Bucks County, Pennsylvania, a truly unique destination. In today's episode, it is fall-themed, and we thought, who better to feature than one of Bucks County's iconic hotels, eateries, and haunted destinations, the historic Black Bass Hotel, which is a gorgeous inn and restaurant that sits right on the Delaware River and in one of the most charming villages in the area. In this two-part episode, we first talked to Laura Barnes, whose family owns the Black Bass and took it through all the renovations. And then we talked to Grant Ross, who's the general manager of the Black Bass, to tell us about the spooky history of the building. This is such a fun episode. Even our rapid fire questions are all fall themed. So make sure you stick around for the end. And also keep an eye out on visitbucksCounty.com for a behind the scenes look at this episode in my blog post. And make sure that you're subscribed so you never miss a future episode. Thank you so much for listening. So, Laura, you grew up in Bucks County and your family is from the area. Where did you grow up? So I grew up in Bedminster. Okay. When I was about seven, my father bought a farm at an auction without even telling my mother. And we lived in the city oh, in Philadelphia. And all of a sudden, we were uprooted and taken to the country. And we had no idea what to do about anything in the country. Yeah. And it, it, it was, at first, we were just you know, very upset about it, including sure. my mother. <laughs> and then it just got under our skin. And it's who we are. It's who we grew up to be. Yeah, I can understand that for sure. Um, your family, they own the Black Bass. Um, how did they become these business owners in the area? So we started out in my father... Um, it used to deliver meat to delicatessens and in, into uh, Philadelphia. And he oh, had this wow. big old truck and it was really, it was a cold truck. And as kids, it was the most exciting thing because we would hop in the back and we would just slice off our lunch meat or whatever. Um, <laughs> but he always had this love for automobiles and it's a very long story, but he wanted to become an auto dealer. No one would talk to him. Here's this man that delivers meat to delicatessens. Sure. Um, so all the big American makes wouldn't talk to him. They were very big. This is back in 1969. Mm-hmm. And then he heard of this thing called a Toyota. And Toyota said, we want dealers. Okay, we'll take a chance with you. Mm-hmm. And from there, it was, it was rough initially. I have to tell you, everybody thinks it was this big, wonderful success. No, it was a rough couple years. But basically, that's probably what enabled um, my family to just continue to grow because it gave us the funding. We opened other automobile dealerships. We're in the customer service business in every way. Uh, my father's never sold a car in his life. He just believes in taking care of customers. Yeah. Well, that's so important. But that gave him this 
finally, the financial strength to do what he loved, and that is to buy properties and preserve them. Mm -hmm. Um, My family has a strong belief in um, once the land and or historic building is destroyed, it's gone forever. Yes. So he started to acquire land to keep it preserved, and it was property after property. And then many, many years later, the Black Bass Hotel came up for auction. Mm -hmm. Uh, It had been on the market. It didn't sell. And I remember specifically going to the auction with my husband uh, because we loved the place and we did it sort of out of respect. And when my father walked in the door, I was like, oh, no, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Another project. Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, And so he, but he bought it at auction. Okay. So your father buys the Black Bass at auction. Were there renovations to follow? Did you guys have to work on the property? The good thing is, is we found all these craftsmen and we went through the Black Bass and we took out about 700 pieces of uh, artwork and antiques. Mm -hmm. The previous uh, owner had been um, a collector of British memorabilia. So we took it all out and we cataloged it. And then we started to restore the building. And our goal was always to make it look as historically accurate as possible, Mm -hmm. but it needed tons of modernization. Part of the bass had been sliding into the river (gasps) because when they, yeah, when they, oh my gosh, how did that happen? We had some floods um, in Bucks County in the late 90s. They had to empty the canals. And it's a very old British um, form of architecture that the canals held the stone wall in place, the water in the canals. Wow, it held the building up. So when the water was drained, the stone walls started to slide down because there was no pressure (gasps) keeping them up. So we had a lot of major construction we had to do to shore up those walls. Uh, And once we did that, then we restored the outdoor deck, the lower beautiful bar um, and then the upstairs uh, main dining room and bar mm-hmm. and of course the suites and it was fun because then we had I had to take everything that we had taken out and figure out like a puzzle where to put it back in where it goes, and that yeah. was really fun that was the fun part the construction was very overwhelming and challenging <laughs> and lots of work. But of course, sure. we added things like better windows and air conditioning. It wasn't air conditioned before. Mm-hmm. And obviously, tons more amenities and all types of new electrical. Uh, that's the stuff behind the scenes that was so necessary. Right, right. And you said you and your husband were big fans of the Black Bass before even becoming part of its story. Can you tell me a little bit about that? So we used to go there for dinner. And we loved the chef. We got to know the staff there. And so when it closed, we were heartbroken. And Lumberville is one of the most picturesque towns in all of Bucks County. I think in all of America, quite frankly, it's just so, so special. It always reminds me of a little town out of Europe. Yes, Um, it does. It really does. It's, It's very unique. And it's so charming. But it really hurt when this big icon that had been open for hundreds of years closed down. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was sad for the town 
itself. So when they, many people heard that my family bought the black bass, some of the previous employees began to reach out to us, including our chef, uh, John Barrett, who was just amazing. And Mm -hmm. he's like, please bring me on board. I want to come back on board. And we're like, absolutely, but we're not going to be open for a while. (laughs) And so that happened with several of the uh, previous employees. And they're, they're really special to us. And we have a really good bond. You know, we've been open for almost 12 years now. And John and our sous chef, Corey, you know, they've always been a team and they're still back in the kitchen doing, making their magnificent dishes. I'm so glad you mentioned that because the food is so good. And it's creative and it's unique. It's hard yes, to have a restaurant. Yeah. It's hard to create the soul of your restaurant and you have to do it on many levels with right. the way it looks, with the way your staff handles things, mm-hmm. but so importantly with the, with the food and it has to have its own unique flair and John and Corey do an amazing job with that. Yeah. Definitely such unique and just absolutely delicious dishes at the Black Bass. I highly, highly recommend. Um, And something else that you mentioned that's so important too, and I think one of the most unique things about the restaurant is just the setting and how beautiful and picturesque it is. I mean, it's literally sitting overlooking the river. And um, can you just paint a picture for people who've never been there? What is it like to spend an evening at the Black Bass? So the Black Bass Hotel is located right on River Road, um, but the heart of the Black Bass Hotel is the river, Mm -hmm. and it's right at the Lumberville Raven Rock Walking Bridge, and it the bridge is not something that is a part of the Black Bass because we don't own it, but it is everything about the Black Bass, (laughs) and everything about the Black Bass is gazing out at the river. Everyone wants to come to our restaurant for the river views. Mm -hmm. And um, in the summertime and spring and fall, it's just the perfect place to be. And yet in the winter, we have fire pits and heaters on the deck and blankets. So people go outside and they just still enjoy the deck. So it's very unique. There's nothing else quite like it. Mm -hmm. And then downstairs, we also have a very special, we call it the canal bar. And it's all stone and it feels like it's in this cavernous room. We have a beautiful main dining room and an upstairs tavern. And right in the inn, we have eight suites. Nice. And they all have a different personality. And I always just tell people, go online and look at the photos online and then you decide which room you want to stay and what resonates Mm -hmm. with you. Yeah. Great suggestions for anyone looking to stay at the Black Bass. And Laura, at some point, the Lumberville General Store also becomes part of your story. And I'm so excited to talk about this because it is one of my favorite, favorite Bucks County gems. I've taken so many friends (laughs) and family members there over the years. Where does that come in? At first, in a way, we bought it for parking. Okay. And (laughs) so then we opened the Lumberville General Store really quickly about the same time we opened the Bass when we really didn't give a lot of thought to the General Store. Mm -hmm. And since then, we had closed it uh, and reopened it about three years ago. I mean, it had been open most of the time, but we totally spent a year re-renovating that. It was just a warm, funky cafe with this beautiful outside area with patios and loggias and gardens Mm -hmm. uh, and inside. We just have a really nice, fresh menu. 
Um, and we do serve dinners on Fridays and Saturday nights. And other times, it's really big for people stopping by for breakfast. We open at 6.30 in the morning. And we have leather sofas and fireplaces. We have the library room. People can take books out or there's games there like backgammon or chess or whatever. Mm-hmm. Our staff is really warm and welcoming. And it's, it's very special. Yeah, it really, really is. And Laura, your family endeavors do not stop there, right? Your family also owns the Golden Pheasant? Yes, last summer, which would have been the summer of 2019, um, we purchased the Golden Pheasant at auction. You're seeing a theme here. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And we just added a little bit of our own polish and our own flair to it. But honestly, I have to give the previous owners tons of credit because they did a beautiful job. But we also wanted that menu to have its own flair. And that's a very country French flair, which is quite different from the bass. Mm -hmm. So we got everyone together and we trained everyone and we kept wanting to open and wanting to open and we were delayed. And finally, we said, okay, we're going to open. And we opened March 12th, and five days later, we had to shut down by COVID. Oh, no. We opened again the end of June, and our outdoor dining has been amazing. And it's all along the canal, which is different. While the Golden Pheasant faces the river, the life is really on the canal side behind it. Mm -hmm. And it's just the opposite setup as the bass. So it makes it kind of fun. And then we have two beautiful dining rooms inside. One's a bright, airy solarium. And then there's the Fieldstone room, which is cozy with a fireplace. And then we have um, several suites upstairs that are just beautiful. Mm -hmm. All three of these places are just so special to Bucks County. And Laura, I thank you so much for coming on the show today to tell us about how your family has preserved them and turned them into the destinations that they are today. And at the end of all of our episodes, now this isn't quite the end of the episode, but it's unfortunately the end of our conversation, Laura, before I move on to the next segment with Grant, we ask everyone the same three questions. And the first one is, why are you proud to call Bucks County home to your business? Because it's the most beautiful place in the country and it's charming and it's, it's full of history mm-hmm. it's so much where this nation started in this area and between the preserved farms and the historic structures, it is just, I think, one of the most beautiful places in the country. There's so many wonderful things to do along the river. The, the drive alone along River Road is amazing. Yes. And then just the opportunity to hike down the towpath along the canal. Mm -hmm. And you can do it on both sides of the river and have a totally different experience. Right. Where else does that exist? Yeah. It's a very, very magical area. Yep, for sure. And what is your favorite Bucks County hidden gem? The Black Bass Hotel. Good answer. It is. <laughs> and I'm very proud of it. Yeah, you should be. And I'm very proud that we restored it mm-hmm. to bring back the history of it and to make it what it's meant to be. For sure. And for everyone to appreciate. Mm-hmm. And last question. If you had a tourist coming to Bucks County for just 24 hours, what would you tell them that they had to put on their rusty list? Oh my goodness, that's a tough one. <laughs> I've already told you there's too much to do. You need days here. <laughs> I I would say start at Washington Crossing State Park, come north, look at Bowman's Hill, which is another gem. 
the towns of New Hope and Lambertville, walk along the towpath, walk across the walking bridge at Lumberville, mm-hmm. and then circle back and do it again. I mean, you'll miss, there's so much to see and take a drive mm, and yeah. to see the castles in Doylestown, Font Hill, Mercer Museum, Michener Museum, Moravian Tile Works. I don't think they can do it in a day. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom line, you need more than 24 hours. You do. You do. There's too much to say and enjoy. Awesome. So great speaking with you, Laura. I thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. Coming up, we speak with Grant Ross, who is the general manager at the Black Bass, and he has some crazy ghost stories to tell us. He dives into the history, and it is so fascinating. You definitely want to stick around for this. Established in 1682, Bucks County has gathered its share of ghostly residents and haunting stories over the last few centuries. The county is home to roaming spirits, haunted roads, and unexplained phenomenon. Embark on a driving tour of more than 20 haunted locations throughout Bucks County. Go to visitbuckscounty.com for the route and stories behind these mysterious historical stops. Bucks County is home to many stops on the Underground Railroad from taverns and churches to privately owned farms. Follow this list and learn about significant locations involved in the fight for freedom by visiting visitbuckscounty.com slash underground railroad. Welcome back. I'm joined now by Grant Ross, General Manager at the Black Bass. Grant, I'm so excited that you are joining us for this show because I know you have some great stories to tell. Thank you. And you're not originally from Bucks County. Where are you from, Grant? I'm from a small town in Scotland called Carnoustie, which is about, uh, for those of you who don't know, as if you wouldn't know, it's about <laughs> 70 miles north of Edinburgh, uh, 12 miles south of Dundee on the east coast, okay. famous for golfing. Ah, <laughs> nice. And uh, how did you end up in Bucks County? Oh, terribly long story. I married a girl from Flemington. Okay. So I married a girl from Flemington. And uh, we started to have children. Our first child was born in Scotland in a place called Kirkcaldy. Hmm. Now, at the time, I owned my own hotel in Scotland uh, near St. Andrews, a golfing hotel. We originally wanted to get married at the Black Bass Hotel. And that's oh. how all this started. And we were on a trip over from Scotland. And it turned out the, the Black Bass was for sale. So uh, six months later, we actually emigrated. I, I leased my hotel in Scotland. We emigrated over here. Um, the Black Bass was still, still for sale. And I had, uh, I had every legal uh, part of it worked out except for a price. We eventually worked out a price. And uh, uh, we worked out a price I wasn't willing to pay. <laughs> so the owner at the time told me he would take it to auction and I said, well, go ahead. And I sat front and center at the auction. Mm-hmm. It got beyond a price that I was willing to pay. Jack Thompson, Mr. Thompson bought it. The Thompson family bought it. Um, the very next day I had a meeting with him and uh, I said, give me a job. So here we are 12 years later and uh, things have gone great. Uh, 
and as a backup to that story, thank God Mr. Thompson bought it instead of Grant because it wouldn't <laughs> be what it is today. There was an there was an awful lot of blood, sweat, and tears that went into getting us to where we are today. Um, um, but we managed it, and we still have a very old, historically accurate building, um, and and we run a pretty good show here. Yeah. And Grant, you know the history of the Black Bass probably better than anyone, and I am so excited to dive into that with you. Well, there's a lot here to think about before you even set foot in the door. You know, you've got a building that's grown up with a nation. Think about think about the history of the building that dates back to 1745. Colonel Wall went to the Native Americans and asked them where he should build this thing called an inn. And the Native Americans told him to build it three miles south. Hmm. And he said, why, why would I build it there? And they said, because if you build it there, it'll never flood. And true to form, uh, there is a building down where he was advised to build it, which has never flooded, and the black bass has flooded. <laughs> but the question is, why did so why did he ignore their advice? Well, mm-hmm. um, you don't have huge trucks turn up with concrete to build your, your foundations in 1745. So you right. had to build your building on something. So right where the black bass is at the moment, the bedrock is very close to the surface. So the black bass is actually perched on the bedrock without any significant uh, foundation underneath it. Mm. So perched right on the bedrock, that's why the the black bass was built here in the first place. Do you know how the black bass got its name? Well, that's an interesting question. Now let's ask ourselves that same question at 1750. (laughs) And we're, we're homesteaders, frontiersmen, hunters, trappers, adventurers, um, Literacy isn't necessarily one of the things that's big in our life. We might mm-hmm. be very good at outdoor living, but we not, might not be able to read so well. <laughs> uh, and you could call the building anything you like, and you could write it in as big a letters on the side of the building as you like. If you can't read, you can't read. So back in the day, you would give it a descriptive name. So mm. you go to a pub in London, you'll have the king's head and the shoulder of mutton. <laughs> so if we're five miles down river and we run into each other, I say, keep going up river until you come to the sign of the black bass (laughs) and then you know you're at the right place so all descriptive back then and i'm assuming it worked because you've had many people stay there over the years so you go you go back to 1745 and you and you build this thing called an inn and and there's many people stayed here you Mm -hmm. know uh george washington Mm-hmm. didn't stay here he didn't stay here he stayed everywhere else but he didn't stay here oh, the story is he knocked on the door was told to sling his hook he wasn't welcome here so back then tory stronghold loyal to king and crown mm-hmm. the owner was british the owner wanted to pay his taxes the owner didn't want the revolution to happen so uh, so george washington didn't stay here but you can <laughs> but you can so a Tory stronghold back then, thus George Washington was not welcome. <laughs> One of the other things the Black Bass is known for is um, actually being haunted and some of the spooky fixtures that you have in the building. So definitely want to talk about those. We have an autopsy table. We have uh, uh, we have a morgue. What? Um, we have all sorts of fun things going on downstairs. Okay, an autopsy table and a morgue. I need to know why. Now, you, you, you can't really move forward until you throw some other 
information into all this. The um, the canal was built circa 1820 to 1840. Now, the canal was built by the Irish, the Irish navvies. The, so the, um, the British government didn't want them. The Irish potato famine was going on at the time. Uh, they got off at Ellis Island and... Uh, a matter of weeks later, they were then building the Delaware Canal. Mm. So um, the Irish are building the canal, and um, they're using the blasting powder, and uh, they're getting sick. And if, you, if you're crushed by stone, it's kind of obvious what's happened to you. The men particularly, because there was whole families involved in this, the men particularly were getting sick and, uh, and dying. And uh, even back in 1830s, there was a process and protocol that had to be followed. You couldn't just toss a body in the river. You had to follow the appropriate township's process and protocol. So Bucks County at the time took control of a public building, which was this building, and they took control of a particular part of it. And downstairs, we have a ladies' and gents' bathroom, which was back then one larger stone room Mm -hmm. and uh, was cool and and dry so they would store the bodies of the irishmen who were dying in there oh gosh and every two weeks the county coroner would come by and he would carry out his uh, autopsies on his autopsy table and we have the autopsy table and you can see it's cut into sympathetically with like a butcher's blocks being cut into very very more but we have cleaned the table though and (laughs) so a little bit of fun well not fun but a little bit of history that goes with the building there as well yeah definitely a little creepy and this extends to the outside of the building as well grant on the other side of the road behind the parking lot flagstone patios and ponds and Mm -hmm. uh pet cemetery (gasps) everybody everybody should have a pet cemetery where Uh, is this so when you come to the parking lot and you just go instead of going towards the hotel going the opposite direction you come to a stone pet cemetery and little marble headstones (gasps) little marble headstones (laughs) but Tallulah Wiggles. Uh, oh my gosh. So the, and it, there's, I think there's maybe six, 15 or 16 headstones. And then uh, about four years ago, a headstone appeared out of nowhere. <gasps> Get out. I, yeah. Somebody did. They didn't ask. I have no idea where it came from. I didn't really want to. Uh, you don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. But there's this brand, this new marble headstone for, I believe it's somebody's cat that just appeared out of nowhere four or five years ago. Oh, that is too it's not, it's, it, creepy. It is. It's, it's not a public pet cemetery, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That is all things odd and spooky and creepy and totally goes with our fall-themed episode. Um, And so on top of all of these stories, I understand that there's also some ghostly spirits that also uh, show themselves from time to time in the building as well. Is that right? So over the years, we've been approached by numerous uh, TV shows oh, really? to do, yeah, to do um, ghost exposés in the building. Mm. So we're back in 1745. We have uh, we have a lot of drinking going on downstairs. We have a few fights. We have a you know I think 1746 we had a, a, a bar brawl and hands 
was murdered in the bar brawl and he oh, sits gosh. downstairs in the bar and manifests himself every now and again. Apparently ah. he's a very, a very friendly ghost, uh, but that's one of your ghosts that are, exist in the canal bar. Wow. Bar in the canal bar, he sits in a corner uh, and when Hans is around, there's a, there's a watermark that appears on the floor mm. um, and you know that Hans is there because of the watermark. And then on the back wall of the canal bar, when, when the, when the, when the water seeps through the wall, you know that Hans is in a bad mood. Oh, no. Seeping water through the wall, <gasps> Hans is in a bad mood. Oh, gosh. Now, look, I've been in the building more than most, and uh, I've never seen Hans. Um, I'm maybe not that type of person. Mm. But you go upstairs and you have, uh, you have um, the lady with the pearl-handled revolver. Now, <gasps> Who's that? Well, she was... Uh, doing her housekeeping duties and her husband was the innkeeper mm -hmm. and the story goes that she went into one of the bedrooms and he was doing something that he shouldn't be doing <gasps> oh no so he took she went back got a pearl handled revolver and uh shot everybody involved including herself <gasps> oh that's terrible so she walks up and down the corridor with her pearl handled revolver <gasps> no Ah, who knows? Who knows? The stories, <laughs> the ghost stories. Who knows? <laughs> then, of course, you have the spirits of all the Irishmen who were in the the morgue. Right. So right. the morgue was full of all those bodies, and the autopsy table with them all being presented on there and appropriately cut into, but still mm -hmm. um, th something to consider. So, going to the bathroom in the basement, in the canal room, mm -hmm. the ladies and gents' bathroom. That's where it all happens. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't... Oh, gosh. Ghost stories are great. And I, and I go back to anybody who watches this and I tell you, I've been in this building more than most mm -hmm. uh, on my own over all these years and I've got nothing for you. Nothing. I got nothing for you. <laughs> well, you know what? That should put some minds at rest then. Um, but good stories nonetheless, and I appreciate you taking the time to tell us about them. Grant, at the end of all of our episodes, we give everyone a challenge. We try to see if they can get through all of our Bucks County questions in under a minute. And this episode's questions are all fall themed. So we're going to give those to you now. I'm excited. <laughs> good. And I'm going to start a timer here on my phone. Grant, are you ready? Born ready. <laughs> Great. Okay, here we go. Apple picking or pumpkin picking? Apple. Historic Doylestown Cemetery Tour or Ghost Tour in New Hope? Historic Cemetery Tour in Doylestown. Haunted Hayride or Haunted House Tour? Haunted House Tour. Cider Donuts or Pumpkin Ice Cream? Cider Donuts. Bike riding at Tyler State Park or kayaking at Nakamixon State Park? Kayaking at Nakamixon. Scarecrow display at Peddler's Village or corn maze at Shady Brook Farm? Scarecrows. <laughs> Horseback riding or goat yoga? Well, that's a tough, <laughs> that's a tough one. Ah, I'm going goat yoga because they're smaller than horses. <laughs> Good. Touring Bucks County's covered bridges or touring the rooms at Font Hill Castle? Rooms at Font Hill Castle. Browsing antiques or shopping at Main Street? Shopping Main Street. 
<laughs> Grant, we are oh, out of time. Did I get them all right? <laughs> There's no right answers. But um, I do have one last one I'll give to you. Axe throwing or escape room? Did you say axe throwing? Yes. <laughs> or escape room? Uh-huh. Axe throwing. <laughs> axe throwing. Okay, good. Be axe throwing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, good. So that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed our fall-themed episode. If you want to learn more about the Black Bass, make sure you visit them at blackbasshotel.com. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, I'm your host, Brooke Hillman, and I'll see you next time here on From the Locals.